Good afternoon, Jackson and Jackson. Hi, speak to Taylor, please. May I tell Taylor who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Joey Jingoma? Okay, let me see if he's here, okay? Hold on just a moment. Thank you. Jackson and Jackson, Taylor speaking. Taylor, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how's it, how's it going? It's going well, sir. How you been? Doing good, thanks. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. You know, with the quote is we've been super successful on. Actually, I'm the only one who does them here. Um, like I said, a lot of our other producers are a little bit older, so they don't get the whole video thing. They don't want to be on camera. So so I'm doing it just leading by example and just saying, hey, look, guys, I, you know, they can watch it when they want because some of my clients are out of state. So it's like I can't meet them in person anyway. So this is a great way to talk to them and renew any of their insurance or anything like that. Is there any better way to lead? That was my good buddy Taylor Garcia of Jackson and Jackson Insurance in San Dimas, California. And I'm pretty excited, really excited because this is the first ever in show history. We're doing part three, the truth about video proposals. The, the first time ever that we've done a part three really of anything, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And uh, this is actually going to span uh, different guests. If you remember way back when, I can't remember the actual dates, but my buddy um, Ryan Sotman, we did the truth about video proposals part one and part two and Taylor's talking about it now and I think we're actually going to take this we're, we're entering Rocky-esque territory because I think we might get a part four out of this because there is just so much good stuff and that is something I am certainly certainly very excited about um, yeah so the first the, the truth about video proposals the original was uh, January 26th uh, 2018 so if you want to scroll back uh, that's when that happened just double check that for you uh, but no but seriously let's get into this right Taylor is saying that, you know, he's really the only one that is doing it. And he, he thinks if he does it, that's going to kind of get people interested. And there's a couple things he's, he's trying to really get to buy. And we're going to get to that in a second. But obviously, I think it's best, you know, when it starts from the top, you know, Taylor's saying, listen, this is important to me. We've, we've picked up this ability to do this. Um, it's a great way to communicate a bunch of different messages, really just take it to the next level with your interaction, with your engagement, with just what your agency is able to provide with a client. And again, just showing up, doing it yourself and saying, listen, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take the charge. One thing I'm gonna say is, and this is something that we're gonna touch on throughout is, you know, if they're not willing, I mean, there's, 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 there's a ways to get around it. There's ways to get around it because I don't know that, I guess, let me say this. I don't know that it's important that everybody in the agency does it. Or at the same time, if you don't get the buy-in, I mean, they're going to start to worry about what might happen to their business. We have like a Monday morning sales meeting for an hour and we sit in our conference room and we discuss what we're working on and yada, yada. And then I'll usually give some type of tech update within our meetings and say, hey, hey guys, you know, we got this or whatever it was, you know, we just signed up for this e-pay policy. They can pay with a, a credit card now. So, which I found through you guys as well. So we use them and like, so I give tips and stuff. Hey, just so you guys know, we have this now. If you have any questions with actually with the quote vids, I did a sample video for 
our staff and I put it on the conference room and I said, hey guys, so I'm going to show you guys this quick sample video that I did. And, you know, you can do a proposal through a video and send it to them and they, you, you see when they watch it and all this stuff. All this stuff indeed. And that's, that's fantastic. He's got an example. They do the meeting. It's like a tech update. This is now we've got this. So it's Taylor's gone through the trouble of, of really kind of breaking it down, providing a very detailed example. And here's the thing. I'm lobbying for this, and, and we're going to get to this in the next clip. You know, the the thing I'm going to lobby for is that I think if 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 you are like Taylor and if you're like others, and, and if this is something that that you are passionate about, if you think makes a difference, if you think gives you the advantage over somebody else, then guess what? You know, and and this is certainly where we're going to go in in the uh, yet to be you know kind of uh, created part four. But there's nothing that says that agent that quotes the business has to do the video proposal. I guess that's it, right? Uh, now, of course, the standard traditional line of thinking is, well, it's their client. And they want to have FaceTime with that client. They should be the ones doing it. Well, yeah, ideally. But if they're not, I don't think that should stop you, the agency, from doing it because a video proposal from somebody in your agency is certainly a lot better than a video than not getting a video proposal at all. Again, mind you, uh, I do think video proposals in general, just if we're just going to recap the, the first two parts just in like one sentence, I think people lean on video proposals sometimes too heavily for that like special relationship when more video on the front end is um, you're going to do that right away, right? They're, they're already going to have that feeling. So more video on the front end lessens the the impact that the video proposal is going to have on the back end. Uh, but again, they're both very important. And and so that's the that's the notion, right? A video proposal workflow. If you have agents in the office that are, as we're going to see, you know, maybe they just maybe they might have said once or twice, just not really comfortable being on camera. So I show them the video, everything's great. They all seemed really interested. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I said, yeah, there's a button to down, download the documents, everything. It's a really positive reaction. And then towards the end, I go, okay, well, what do you guys think? I can help you guys get set up and I'll show you how to do it and yada, yada. I'm like, well, uh, ooh, um, yeah. I don't really like being on camera. So, yeah. and I'm like, well, it's same as almost being in front of somebody just pretend you know and i think it's more of the video aspect of being on a camera than it is learning that it's not hard to do it's just getting them to be comfortable in front of a camera is kind of hard you know <laughs> this is kind of where the conversation gets real because yeah all right i understand it's goofy, it's weird, it's not the most comfortable thing to one, sit and talk to a camera, and two, then sit and look at yourself as a result of being on that camera. It's just, not, nothing about it is normal, nor should it ever really feel too normal. If it does, then you might need to start asking some questions. You're just gonna get used to it and you'll deal with it. Anyways, the point is, this is where just a nice 
firm fork in the road is created and it's like listen great that's fine i understand that you might not be comfortable being on camera but guess what we're going to be sending all of your clients video proposals anyways so whether you do it or whether we have somebody else in the office do it that's up to you and boy i tell you what i think you're going to have a pretty long line of people that are willing to take you up in that scenario of well guess what i will sit down and learn with you and maybe just practice being on camera because um it's going to be bad for a while a little bit of a while, depending on how motivated you are to get better. We've had this conversation so many times, uh, but the harder you work at it, the easier it's going to come, all that fun stuff, right? So um, maybe telling people, maybe maybe that's the other thing. I don't know, I'm just kind of coming to this. Maybe there is some sort of preconceived expectation of like quality and, and why well, I've seen people, professionals, you know, like on the news and other people that are good that have been on in front of the camera and, you know, like for a really long time, there's that expectation that as soon as you step in day one, that that's what you need to be like. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's part of this whole process of this buy-in process of it's not even just showing, um, just showing maybe Taylor's example, but somehow getting somebody else to just say, all right, listen, let's just do it right now in front of everybody. Come on, somebody will be fine. I promise I'll, I'll do it with you or something like that. Just breaking. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. But the, the idea of breaking down what it takes to be on camera, uh, again, because, if this is something that you think is important, you know, Taylor's saying, you know, listen, there's a lot of, a lot of options, a lot of potential here. You know, this helps with, you know, clients that you never sit down face to face with that are out of state. You know, it gives you so much more ability in addition to just providing information and resources, you know, on somebody else's time, right? That's always been, you know, my biggest thing is it's like, listen, it's giving them the opportunity to review what you discussed in the meeting at a much more convenient time when they're not, again, scrambling to think and remember all of the questions that they have while processing all of the information and then remembering long enough to take it home to the better half in the house. And again, really, it's just, I think it's a marriage counseling tool more than anything is what video proposals are. So you can just be like, hey, honey, listen, I know you don't believe me about this is what the insurance guy said, but here it is. And again, you're saving, you're saving domestic squabbles, fantastic service. So that's why I think one, just for the people of America, because you know divorce is real. Um, you know, so those are the things that we need to be thinking about. I guess in general, is are you going to be committed to something enough to where thinking outside the box of yeah, just because somebody isn't going to be comfortable, are you going to go to you know great lengths to make them feel comfortable or say listen? And this is where it gets it gets really serious, and we've been trying to get here. But if you start putting somebody else in the video proposal, are they going to start? feeling threatened about their business. Is it going to go, I mean, is it going to go to somebody else? I mean, I don't, again, that's like weird. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen business transfer from, you know, agent to agent with the same agency, but you would think at some point that would be like, ah, well, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I want this dude talking to my client, you know, I mean, or if, if they are comfortable with it, I don't think it's really going to be an issue for the agency overall. And Ultimately, I don't know that's going to be an issue for the agent, but we're just motivating kind of progress here, I think, one way or the other. The agency's getting them done or the agent's getting motivated to do it themselves. But either way, you have, you know, uh, you're going to do it track or we're going to do it track. Somebody's going to do it. And you either have a designated video proposal person. Again, you might send out, what, 5, 10, 15, I mean, depending on the size of your agency, you know, would determine how many people you might need staffed on this. But if you're sending, you know, 20 quotes a day, and, you know, maybe 10 of those are worth a video proposal. You know, that's, you know, give or take five to 10 minutes a piece. You know, that's, you know, maybe an hour or two, you know, is work. So, I mean, just something to think about. Something to think about. And again, improving the close ratio, 
does the person that quotes the business have to do the video proposal if they're unwilling? I'm just saying, think about it. I think the video proposal itself is a far more important and vital tool than, than tying it to the agent's ability or desire to want to produce them. That's it. That's all. That is the truth about video proposals. There's so many for some reason. I don't know why. There's three of them at least that we've gotten to so far. But that's something that we're going to come back with next time with Taylor kind of again talking about maybe that is something that they get to of saying, listen, this is just something that we do. This is something that is just so important that we can't get around because if leading by example doesn't work, you need something else to go to. You need another trick in the bag and having the agency dictate video proposal policy is certainly a much better way to get it done. I gotta know, have you found enough courage to play around of spot the stain and this i mean i'm not the one really i, I enjoy it it's probably my new favorite game basically because it, this happens to me anytime you buy a new pair of article of clothing and all of a sudden within a matter of 45 seconds you find yourself inexplicably in the middle of a grease fight and then just it's there forever and you gotta endure and you gotta deal with it and you're thinking to yourself well this seems silly and it's really just more of a a test of endurance, a, a challenge to say, you know, honestly, and sometimes you don't even notice until you're out the door and you're like, well, this is going to be interesting. And you say, forget it. I'm going to dare you to, uh, to spot it. I mean, one, see it. And then two, actually say something to me because one, it took me a decent amount of time uh, to actually see it myself and looking at uncomfortable places. And therefore, I dare you uh, to do such a thing as well. Because, I mean, it, at some point, it just gets ridiculous. It seems to happen every single time. You know, a new pair of dress pants shows up and a piece of pepperoni decides to have a mind of its own, and it's ruined. It's ruined. I don't know why. So feel free if you want to, you know, just play the game yourself. Just dare somebody. Just say, listen, this is... I can't control sometimes what happens. And I can control whether or not I'm going to allow you the opportunity to call me out on a possible, you know, clothing imperfection, we'll say. <laughs> I don't know. ChoiceAgencyNation.com. Okay. If you are looking for somebody to spot the stain in your agency, I don't know. AgencyNation.com slash newsletter. Head on over there. Spend Sunday mornings with me. It'll be a great time. Sometimes we talk about those, uh, you know, those um, possibly unsightly marks that may or may not be existing. And it's just, I think it's a, it's a, it's a collective. So sometimes we offer stain removal suggestions. Sure, this is, analogy's gone too far as what this is. AgencyNation.com slash newsletter. <laughs> 